Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. We're a movement of houses of prayer, churches, and prayer hubs in over 30 nations of the world. I'm looking for intercessory prayer leaders to raise up in the nations of the earth unto a great awakening, mass salvation, mass deliverance, God sweeping through nations with his glory. Check that out at awakeningprayerhubs.com. Join the movement. Guys, I'm here in South Florida. If you're here, come see me on Sundays. Would you please? I'd like to meet you in person. Hey, it's at 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. Those are our service times. There's two different messages. You know the drill. Two different messages. Why? Because Holy Spirit said two different messages. The first service, 1047 a.m. You can watch that online if you're not in the region at ahop.online, ahop.online. Second service, 1.30 p.m., School of the Spirit at AHOP. That's where we go deeper into training you, equipping you for that supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. The transformation God wants to bring into your life so that you can help transform others. That's School of the Spirit at AHOP. If you want to take those classes online, you have to go over to schoolofthespirit.tv, schoolofthespirit.tv. Use your special code MORNINGS. That's my gift to you. Remember to use it before you check out of your class. Mornings, that's my code, schoolofthespirit.tv. That's the site. The current series is Activating the Nine Gifts of the Spirit, and we are running strong. God bless you. Pentecost Sunday, get a plane ticket, walk, run, get on a bus, tongues of fire, a Pentecost experience that you will never forget. People are coming in from all over the nations. Reserve your seat now before it's too late. Jennifer org slash events. Amen. God is good. Let's get into it today. Mornings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. That's our broadcast. That's our devotion. And today's devotion is titled, listen, let go of frustration. Let it go. Somebody say, let it go. Come on. Somebody say, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let go of frustration. And here's what I heard the Lord say. Getting frustrated takes you nowhere fast except into anxiety, anger, and all manner of ungodly reactions. Hmm. And the Lord says, when you sense that you are getting frustrated, you have stopped receiving my grace. Don't move ahead of me, says the Lord, and don't question my ability. Take a deep breath and know that I'm going to work it out. Whether it's a difficult assignment, an annoying person, oh my, or some pain in your body, let go of the frustration and receive my grace to empower you to move toward your goal. I believe in you. And what frustrates you doesn't frustrate me. Let my peace overcome you now, says the spirit of the living God. Come on, that's a good word. Let go of frustration. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It does you no good. It hinders you more than you want to know. Let it go. Today's scripture references Isaiah 41.10, John 16.33, Romans 8.28. Now the prayer starter from the devotional, Holy Spirit, I need your grace. You are the spirit of grace. 
Help me reject the emotion of frustration that causes me to move in the flesh and prevents me from hearing you clearly and receiving your help. Teach me to walk in your peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we give you praise this morning. We exalt you, God. We're so grateful that you're not a frustrated God. You're not an angry God. You're not an overwhelmed God. You're not a distracted God. You have your eyes on us. We are the apple of your eye. So we praise you. We thank you for that. We're so grateful that you have chosen to pay attention to us, to watch over us carefully every day. Every hour of every day, every minute of every hour, every second of every minute, you are watching over us carefully with great concern, with great love. We love you only because you first loved us. There's nobody like you, God. So we magnify you over this day. We magnify you over our past pain. We magnify you over the trouble and over the trials. We magnify you over the temptations. We magnify you, God, over every aspect of our lives, the victories and the defeats, what we like and what we don't. You are greater than all of these things. We are great. You are greater than our heart. You are greater than our problems. You are greater than our challenges. You are greater. You're the greater one. And we praise you. We thank you. We exalt you. We magnify you intentionally, intentionally. Help us to remember God, to put you first. Help us to remember God, to see you as high and lifted up. Help us to remember God, to position our hearts in such a way that we can receive from you everything you poured out for us. Everything Jesus died to give us. He shed his blood to make us partakers of the divine nature. He shed his blood to give us these great and precious promises. He shed his blood to bring us into cohesion with the great and mighty and awesome God who required a sacrifice for sin. Jesus, you became sin for us. He who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God, help us not to take for granted our benefits as sons, as daughters, as kingdom citizens. This world is not our home. It's temporary. It's temporal. It's terrestrial. It is going to fade away. All of this is going to fade away. Prophecy is going to fade away. The word of knowledge is going to fade away. All of these temporal things and these tools for the age are going to fade away. But your love never fades. Hope, faith, and love, these three things abide. So help us, God, to be intentional about love. Help us, Lord, to receive the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost day by day by day, a fresh infilling day by day by day, a fresh perspective day by day by day, renewing our minds day by day by day, understanding what the will of the Lord is day by day by day, one day at a time. Every day is new. Your mercies are new every morning. The allotment of grace is there for us. Your love, it never fails. So help us, Lord, to be intentional about love. Help us, Lord, to be intentional about receiving your love, about loving ourselves, about loving our neighbors as ourselves. God, we want to go higher. We want to go deeper. We want to understand the width, the breadth, the length, and the height of your love, not just through book knowledge, 
memorizing a scripture, quoting and confessing a verse. We want to know the love of God by experience, deep encounters, deep cries unto deep, deep answers deep, deep cries unto deep, deep answers deep, deep cries unto deep, deep answers deep. God, we want to go deeper in your love. We want to go higher, wider. We want to understand it more, God, because it's your love that never fails. Your love never fails to change us. Your love never fails to catch us. Your love never never fails to heal us. Your love never fails to deliver us. Your love, your love, your love. You are love. You're with us. Love is with us. Love leads us. Love guides us. Love helps us. Love comforts us. Love, oh Jesus, you are love. You are our everything. We give you the preeminence today. There's no other love like the love of God. Help us to model the way. Help us to demonstrate your love to the sinners, to the lost and dying world, to the pre-believers to the prodigals, help us, Lord, to remember that it's your kindness that leads people to repentance. And you're a kind God. You're a kind God. You're a kind God. You're a patient God. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not boastful. It's not proud. It's not envious. It's not easily provoked. Help us, Lord, to walk in Christ, who is love, to walk in the spirit, who is love, to walk in your word, which is wisdom. To walk in your ways, which are higher than our ways. Help us, Lord, to get our walk right. I see somebody out there listening to me. And you're walking with a limp in the spirit. You're not walking. I'm not talking about a natural limp. I'm talking about a spiritual limp. And it's not even like the limp that Jacob had when he wrestled with the angel of the Lord and the angel touched his hip and pulled it out of socket and he walked with the limp as a sign of his new identity, his encounter and his wrestling with God. No, you have a spiritual limp because someone wounded you, someone hurt you, someone crippled you, someone betrayed you, someone stung you, someone knifed you in the back. But the Lord would say to you today, receive my love and I will restore your walk. For you have not been able to keep up with the pace that I set for you. The pace that I ordained for you, says the Lord. You have fallen behind, but I will catch you up. You have tried to keep walking. You have tried to keep moving. You have tried to keep going forward, but you're not walking at the speed I created you to walk in, says the Lord. You're not in my rhythm. You're not at my pace because you've been hindered. You've been stymied. You've been slowed down by the limp. But the Lord says, let me heal you because my love will heal you. Let me restore you because my love, it restores you. Let me lift you up because my love will lift you up. So receive my love today and walk again, healed and whole, restored and refreshed, says the Lord. And I will cause you to make up for lost time, even though you've been struggling, even though there's been some strain, even though there's been setbacks. The Lord says, get back in my rhythm and you will find an acceleration. You will find that you can go faster than you even could before because the pain that you've experienced, the limp that you've been walking, walking with, they will be reminders of my grace and how I kept you even in the darkest and the difficult hours. I was with you and I kept you from destruction. I kept you from your self-sabotage. I kept you 
in safety while you healed. So let me finish the work I started in you. The healing process began when you cried out to me, but you weren't able to receive everything I was pouring out because you were protecting yourself. But the Lord says, you don't need to protect yourself from me. I am your protector. You can't even protect yourself. No, not really, because I am the one who protects. I am the one who provides. I am the one who presents you healed and whole. So let me do it. Lift up your hands even now and receive from my spirit the love that I have for you, says the Lord. Come on, come on, let him heal you. Let him heal you. Some of you have been walking around a mountain, walking around and walking around. You're not getting anywhere. You're exhausted, but you're not making progress. You're tired, but you're not, you're not advancing. Some pain of the past, some disappointment, some betrayal left you with a spiritual limp. How many of you know you can't walk as fast as you'd like to walk? You can't run as fast as you'd like to run when you've got a limp, but God is healing that. If you'll let it, if you'll let it go, just forgive. I don't know who needs to forgive today. I don't know who needs to forgive today. Listen, let me give you a word of wisdom. It's a constant process, forgiving. Forgiving is something we need to do by force of our will immediately so the enemy does not get a stronghold. That's what Paul the Apostle said. We're supposed to forgive before the sun goes down, lest the enemy get a foothold in our soul. The foothold becomes a stronghold, and pretty soon we can't receive from God because we've allowed bitterness to create a barrier around our heart. We've shut everybody out, even him, even God, even the healer. So, Father, we forgive right now in Jesus' name. Whoever we need to forgive, we forgive. We forgive. Help us, Lord, to be quick to forgive, to remember in that moment. Forgive. Immediately forgive. We don't want to give the enemy a second to come in like a flood because we did not forgive. Help us, Lord, not to be easily offended, not to be easily swayed, not to be easily moved from your word, but to stand on your word as if our life depended on it because it does. To wield the sword of the spirit as if our victory depends on it because it does. To stand in the gap and make intercession for those who are wounded and hurt who can't see it so that they can be free. Help us to follow your leadership. We forgive. I see that, Lord. We forgive ourselves. We forgive ourselves. Come on, who needs to forgive themselves? A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. 
Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. We forgive ourselves. We forgive ourselves, God. We forgive ourselves. We forgive ourselves. You warned us and we did it anyway. We forgive ourselves. You told us that person was no good and we didn't want to believe it because it felt right. Forgive us, God, as we forgive ourselves and receive your forgiveness. We receive your forgiveness. We receive your forgive. Come on. We receive your forgiveness. We receive your forgiveness. Shattered Ababashi. We receive your forgiveness. We let it go. We're not going to beat ourselves up anymore. We refuse to bludgeon ourselves. When there's an enemy roaming about like a roaring lion seeking someone to bludgeon. The enemy beats us up all the time. We're not coming into agreement with that anymore. We're not coming into agreement with the voice of condemnation anymore. We're not coming into agreement with the thought that we're not good enough anymore. We're not coming into agreement with the thought of anger and, 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 and trust issues. All of these things, they're below us. All of these things, they're below us. They're below us. They're below us. All of these things are below us. This is not our portion. We want to walk in the high life. We want to walk as ones who are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, co-seated, joint heirs with Christ. That is our portion. That is our identity. We will no longer allow the enemy to force us under the poverty line. Not just natural poverty, but emotional poverty. Oh, Jesus. I see that, Lord. Some of you are walking in such emotional poverty. You need some emotion. Somebody write this down. You need some emotional debt cancellation. Some of you are walking in emotional bondage, emotional poverty, and you need some emotional debt cancellation. You just need to let it go. All the wrong thoughts about yourself, all the wrong thoughts about other people, all, listen to me, all the wrong thoughts about God. Some of you are on emotional overload. You're at a breaking point and you just need to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. All the unforgiveness, all the resentment, all the bitterness, all the anger. You need an emotional debt cancellation. Every time you take on one of these thoughts of the enemy, it causes a debt in your soul. You're indebted to the enemy's voice, the enemy's plans. He's got you in bondage. You need a supernatural emotional debt cancellation. Father, would you help us, Lord? Would you deliver us from evil? 
Would you deliver our souls from this bondage because of the thought the enemy placed in our hearts, the toxic thoughts that he kept barraging our minds with these thoughts, sometimes through people, sometimes through our parents. Come on. Sometimes through our teachers when we were young in school, these toxic thoughts telling us that we should be afraid, that we have to be anxious, that we have to be perfect, that we have to perform, that we're not good enough, we'll never be good enough. Lord, just cleanse our soul from this evil. Bring us this emotional debt cancellation, all of this emotional baggage. We don't want it. Take it away. Deliver us, God. 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 Deliver us from these toxic thoughts, all this mental toxicity. It's making us depressed. It's making us anxious. It's making us frustrated. We don't even have a reason to be frustrated and we're frustrated. We don't even have a reason to be depressed. Nothing's going wrong in our life and we're depressed anyway because of that emotional bondage, the emotional baggage, the things that the enemy planted in our soul, the seeds that he planted decades ago, and now they're dead trees in our brains influencing every other thought that we have, like a chain ripple effect, God. Help us, God, deliver us from emotional bondage, emotional baggage. Deliver us from this evil, God, in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord. Renew our minds for real. Renew our minds for real. Renew our minds, God. Renew our emotions, God. Renew our brains. Deliver our brains from evil. Renew our reasoning, God. We reason like the world reasons. We don't want to reason like the world reasons. We want to reason like you reason. Deliver us from intellectualism that supersedes faith, God. We got to figure it all out. We got to know how it's going to happen. And if we don't, we can't trust. That's toxic. Help us, Lord. Deliver us from intellectual bondage. Deliver us from emotional bondage. Deliver us from imaginations, <laughs> vain imaginations that inform every decision that we make that cause us such anxiety and depression and fear. And oh, God, help us. Deliver us. Oh, Jesus, help us to get in your word. Let the word do the work. Help us, Lord. Give us the grace to do the work we need to do to overcome the past, which is still hidden in our unconscious mind. The past disappointments, the past pain, the past words spoken over our lives. We can't even remember what was spoken. We don't even know who said it. We don't know where the thought came from, but it's there. And it's, in, it's fueling every decision we make. And that's why we keep messing up. God, deliver us. Deliver us, God. I plead the blood of Jesus over our minds. I plead the blood of Jesus over our minds, God. Help us to get on a journey to mind freedom, emotional freedom, intellectual freedom, reasoning freedom. Trust you. We trust you. We thank you. We exalt you. There's no other God like you. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy because you're going to do it. Little by little, you're restoring us. You're restoring our soul. Little by little, you're restoring our health. Little by little, you're restoring. Lord, little by little is good, but we need a miracle. The little by little is good, but we need a miracle. The little by little is good, but we need a miracle. We need to see a breakthrough. We need to be encouraged. So we're going to encourage ourselves in you, the love, the healing, the healer, the deliverer. We're going to encourage ourselves in you because you are on our side. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name. Jesus. 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 Come on, let's deal with these taunters now. Now you're in a better frame of mind. I saw this the other day in 1 Samuel. And you know the story. Elkanah went to Shiloh to worship and sacrifice to the Lord every year. And he had two wives, Panina and Hannah. And Panina taunted Hannah and made fun of her because she was barren. And year after year, Panina would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. And every time, Hannah would just be reduced to tears. She would not even eat. She was so distraught. Her enemy was taunting her. David, over and over and over again, David, David was taunted by his enemies. Do you remember that? Goliath taunted the Israelites. Goliath taunted David. Sometimes David taunted his enemies. The Philistines taunted Saul. The people of Jebus, the Jebusites taunted David. And in Job, Job 30 verse 9 The Bible says, now they mock me with vulgar songs. They taunt me. Job was taunted by his enemies who were pretending to be his friends. They were, you know them, Job's friends. And they just slaughtered him. They condemned him. He was at the worst point of his life. And what did they do? Now they mock me with vulgar songs. They taunt me. You've got to be kidding me. David said, day and night, I have only tears for food while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, where is this God of yours? They were taunting him because he trusted in the Lord. Psalm 42.10 says, their taunts break my bones. Psalm 44.16, all we hear are the taunts of our mockers. All we see are our vengeful enemies. David was taunted left and right. Even his friends taunted him. Psalm 55.12, it is not the enemy who taunts me. I could bear that. Come on, this is going to hit home for somebody. It is not the enemy who taunts me. I could bear that. It is not my foes who so arrogantly insult me. I could have hidden from them, but it was his own friend. He could deal with the enemy's taunts. Psalm 102, verse 8. My enemies taunt me day after day. They mock and curse me. So what do we do? What do we do? What do you do when the enemy taunts you? What do you do when the enemy insults you? What do you do when the enemy mocks you? What do you do when the enemy ridicules you? What do you do when he provokes you? How do you handle that? What do you do? What is the right response? How do we navigate this? Because it's irritating. A taunt is a reproach in a sarcastic, insulting, or jeering manner. It's mocking you. What do you do? David gives us a clue right here. Psalm 119.42. Psalm 119.42. We're going to pray. Psalm 119.42. Then I can answer those who taunt me. Listen, why can he answer those who taunt him? We just established that he was taunted and taunted and taunted. He was actually complaining about how his enemies were taunting him and even how his friends were taunting him. And then in Psalm 119, 42, he said, then I can answer those who taunt me. Listen, for I trust in your word. When the enemy is taunting you, Your response is to trust in God's word, to trust in who God says you are, what God says you can have, where God says you can go, your calling, your purpose, your destiny, your identity. You trust in his word to your heart. So, Father, would you help us today? 
because these taunters, these provokers, they're irritating. They're like little ants at a picnic. They're like the thorn in Paul's side. Paul cried out three times to take this messenger of Satan away. It was a taunter. Paul was being taunted continually. And he asked God three times to take it away. And God told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For my, my, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. So, Father, we're going to stand on that word. We're going to stand on the word that you gave Paul when the taunters just would not leave him alone. He was doing a great work for you. He was raising the dead. He was casting out devils. He was healing the sick. He was preaching the gospel. He was planting churches. He was raising up sons and daughters. He was doing the work of the evangelist and the work of the ministry that you gave him to do. And yet you did not take these taunters away. You didn't take them away from David and you didn't take them away from Paul. We are not going to retaliate against the taunters. We are going to move in the opposite spirit of the taunters. We are going to show grace and love and mercy and kindness because that is the God we serve. And these taunters, they serve the father of lies. These taunters, they serve a different kingdom. These taunters, maybe they act like Christians, but they don't have the love of God in them. The word says, when you don't love your brother who you can see, how can you say you love God who you can't see? In other words, are you really saved when you walk in all this taunting? Are you really saved when you insult people all the time? You're mean-spirited. You provoke them. Are you really saved? So, Father, help us not to retaliate against the taunters. Help us, Lord, to stand in love and love those who hate us, to turn the other cheek, to repay good for evil. Help us, Lord, to trust in your word that if we do what your word says, we'll have what your word says we can have. We will not swap railing for railing we will not give evil back for evil but we will give our enemy a drink of water and a piece of bread we will turn the other cheek we will walk the extra mile they want our shirt we're going to give them our coat too we're going to walk in that sermon of the mount lifestyle we're going to rise above it we're going to live the high life that comes through humility because humility has no rights so, Father, help us to see the taunters for who they are. They're weak-minded people. They're weak-minded. They're insecure. And help us, Lord, rather than repaying evil for evil, help us, Lord, to pray for the taunters. Because your word tells us, and we're going to do like David, and we're going to trust in your word. David said, then I can answer those who taught me, for I trust in your word. We're going to trust in your word that says, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Bless and pray. So we do, God. We forgive the taunters. And we pray for them, those insulters, those mockers. We pray for them, God, and we ask you to give them a radical love encounter. Because that is what they are lacking, a revelation of your love. They were done dirty. They were hurt. They were scarred. They were, God only knows what happened to these taunters. They're jealous. They're competitive. They need you to rock their world with your love. So we forgive them and we pray that you would encounter their hearts. And we're going to keep going despite the taunters because David never stopped. David took down the taunter Goliath. Hananiah never stopped. She prayed that God would give her a son and it shut Panina's mouth. She birthed to Samuel. 
We're going to keep our heart right, like Paul. We're not going to stop doing the work you've called us to do just because people taunt us while we're doing it. We're not going to run from the battle line just because there's a giant taunting us. We are going to walk in our calling. We're going to walk in our ministry. We're going to walk in the love of God. We're going to walk in the peace of God. We're going to walk circumspectly. We're going to walk in a way as to redeem the time because the days are evil. We are going to keep walking because we no longer have that spiritual limp. We're going to keep going because we are a people who are seeking your heart and there's nothing more important to us than your will. So thank you, Lord. We give you praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, God is good. Did you get it? Did you get it? These taunters, they want you to sink to their level. Do you understand? They want you to sink to their level. They want you to become like them. Don't let the mockers make you a mocker. Don't let the insulters make you an insulter. But you rise above it because God is on your side. You don't want to become them. When you don't forgive somebody, you become like the one you didn't forgive. When you hate somebody, you become like the one you hate. When you love God, you become like him. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise and honor and glory. There's nobody like you. Nobody like you. Nobody like you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Remember, God is still on the throne. He still hears and answers prayer. And as long as that's true, you win. Have a great day. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.